What's up, you dirtbags? Before we dive into this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to one of our day one supporters, Kinetic Leasing. If you've ever listened to the podcast before, you've definitely heard us talk about them. Uh, they are our go-to team for money questions and also getting approved for financing. Uh, not only do they help us, but they help many others that listen to the podcast get approved for financing. It's an application only financing up to $250,000 on approved credit. Uh, they have fast approvals and you can save cash with no money down. At the very least, just give them a call, see what you can get approved for, and then check your rates. A couple ways you can reach out to them. You can give their office a call. It's at 701-476-0221. Just make sure to mention that the Dirtbag sent you and uh, they'll definitely help you out. And then you can also email them, sales at kineticlease.com. We also have all of their information on the Dirt Bags podcast website. So go check them out, tell them we sent you, and uh, let's get into it. What's up, you Dirt Bags? My name is Luke Egebrand, and I'm joined here with the man, Mr. Luke Payne. How's it going, dude? Luke, cheers, brother. I see you have another non-alcoholic beer with you on draft tonight. What are you having? Yes, sir. We got the all-famous Guinness? Guinness Zero. It, uh, it looked pretty dark. Yep. Can't even taste the difference. Uh, got that. And then as a backup, just in case we dive into it here, I got a little Sam Adams, just, just a haze. haze. Yep. Hell yeah. So a couple I'm waters happy. as well. But uh, what do you got cooking? I got a trusty old Coors Light. Ryan and I just got back from dinner and I had a little whiskey and I was like... I can't do another one of those tonight for some reason. So beer it is. Yeah. There you go. How was your, uh, how's your big trip out to is big sky, right? Yeah. Big sky trip was fun. Trip was fun. They didn't have a whole lot of snow, but it's always fun to go out with family and just kind of spend some time and kind of rewind, you know, relax and rewind a little or whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. I don't know. Unwind. Unwind. Yeah. Not rewind. <laughs> Unwind. Sorry a little bit and you know just just have some fun so lila our three-year-old we got her on skis and we were putting her on the bunny hill put her in a couple lessons and that was really fun to kind of see and experience that was probably the highlight of the trip um yeah and of course the day we leave it fucking snows eight inches but that's that's just part of the course yeah is that uh that was her first time out there right first time in big sky yeah we've taken her to like dl and she's gone on the DL mountain and like, we'll pull around with the poles, but this was like her first time actually going down a hill. We got to work on stopping, but she's really good at going down. Yeah, that's good. No, I saw some of those videos and it looked like a good time. I think, uh, you know, especially getting like the family together too. Yeah. Um, Liv and I were going through, we trying to do like a visualization exercise of like our next five, 10 years of what we want it to look like. And actually, as I kept thinking about it, it was somewhere in the mountains, like in Colorado or Montana at taking like a couple weeks in the winter and just oh, like yeah. getting as many families and friends together during that period. And I was like, man, that's just so cool to get everyone together. And, um, especially like during, you know, Christmas time or new year, it's just like most people kind of can take that off and it's yeah. a, a good reset for people. Yeah. I was talking to Matt Studi Studi the other day. And we were just chatting it up and I told him, I, I forgot his, I don't, they're not married yet. His fiance is a realtor. And I was telling him like, Riley and I want to move out in that area for like six months in the winter season. So six months here. And then obviously busy season, six months back in Fargo. So I'm 
saving my pennies for that to happen. So we'll see. Dude, that would be sweet. Would it be yeah. uh, like in which part? Like in Big Sky? Um, We're either thinking the Whitefish area or yeah. like the Bozeman Belgrade area. So we'll, it just kind of depends on. I like the Whitefish better right now just yeah. because of they call Bozeman Bose Angeles and it's becoming oh, very. Yeah. Uppity. All the people from California are moving there. Whitefish, I'm sure, is too, but it's a little bit more smaller town, it feels like. And I don't know, it's just fun to be. So we'll see if that if that happens or not. But that's one of our goals. So yeah, dude, that's awesome. I especially um, you know, as you're looking at goals, like it's one thing to have like a dream, but it's another thing to like look at prices and be like, well, how much does it cost? And actually putting pen to paper and seeing like, well, how do we get there? And um, Liv and I do that all the time because it's just like it's fun to dream and stuff, but it's like, well, are we talking like eight months or 18 months or six years? Like, let's uh, let's try and make this thing happen, like, whatever yeah. it is. And it's fun if you can like kind of push that goal a little bit to like, yeah. hey, realistically, we can do it in five, so let's try to do it in three, you yeah. Know? So, right, but yeah. speaking of goals, you and Liv just smashed one of yours, didn't you? Get how was that? Yeah, so. We did. We ran our first ever marathon, full marathon. Um, you know, we're, we're not runners and we, it's one of those things like at the beginning of the year, we knew it was on our bucket list sometime in our lifetime to run a marathon. And, and Liv was like, you know, okay, in the next three, three to five years, we got to get this done. And I, I must've woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I'm like, we're doing it this year. And she's like, are you serious? Like, are you sure? I'm like, yep, let's do it. And I guess my reasoning is like, you know, 28, she's 26. We're just going to keep getting older. I'm going to hate it even more the older I get. And so, uh, just figured like if we have eight to 12 months to train, you can basically do anything. So yeah, we kind of set the goal and then we, our reasoning for it too is like, okay, if we do this, we're going to do it in a place where, you know, we've never been in a place that, uh, we're excited to go to. And so there's the the Honolulu marathon. Uh, and it was in December, which is perfect because it gave us the most time to train. And then, uh, we'd never been to Hawaii. And then, um, it was also the number one walking marathon in the country or something. So we're like, okay, cool. There's no, there's no cutoff time and there's no qualification. And so like anyone can just go and run it. And yeah, dude, like we training was, you know, hit, hit, hit and miss, I'd say. And, you know, we had, a couple good ones though, right before. And so we felt good going into it and, uh, yeah, it was, it was challenging to say the least. I can imagine. Cause I feel like I always like see stories and people are like halfway through and they're like, fuck this. Like I'm gone. Is yeah. that, was, was that kind of like your realization? Like I'm only halfway done or was like, when was like your hardest point? Cause I heard towards the end, then it's yeah. just kind of like autopilot, you know, you're, you're there. Yeah. So crazy enough, like um, the first half marathon what blew by, like it, it didn't even feel like we were running. I mean, it was still dark out when we finished the first half. And so we started at 5. AM there's 21,000 people that crossed the start line running. Damn. And so, I mean, and you're just hopped up on adrenaline, adrenaline, of course, and, and all that, but, uh, um, it was, uh, I think it was mile. 18 or 19 and I was like still cruising pretty good um and Liv and I ran together and I, I didn't have any music going at the time and I just remember hearing like 
like somebody's voice breaking and just like like almost almost like it was crying but she wasn't crying and so I kind of looked back and I was like are you good and she was just like almost like breaking inside and there was no tears it was almost just like dust coming out but it's uh I know that that part we hit a wall and so slowed up the pace a little bit and then I think for me it was like 20 mile 23 um I knew you still had a few miles left but it was more like my knees and my hips started to like okay this like is... they're gonna give out here yeah dude and so it surprisingly enough um my mental state was really solid because I'm like there's no way I'm not gonna finish because I'm not ever gonna do this again and so uh so I felt good up top but I would say like my body was was hurting a, a bit towards the end and then shit like I burned 3000 calories during the run. Holy shit. Yeah. You were burning calories. So, and, and somebody asked like, you know, how much did I eat? And like, I I like, wasn't really hungry during the whole thing. So I had like a cliff bar and like some cashews and then a bunch of like Gatorade and shit. So like, that was it. And so after we just felt like crap. And so we went and, you know, ate a cheeseburger and like, <laughs> that didn't really help. And then, Dude, we went to bed at like 2 p.m. and woke up at 5 p.m. to go get dinner. And I like walked to the bathroom and I thought my knees were going to explode. Like they were bone on bone, brutal. So that was like the worst I felt. And then the next morning felt a lot better. Um, funny enough too, actually, I, I, uh, Liv convinced me to go get a, um, a pedicure at a little hole in the wall place. Yeah. I bet it felt really good. So I had to, I had to flip the, the lady, uh, an extra 20 to do mine and get the power tools out to take care of my feet. But that was quite the experience too. Cause, um, my feet have never been touched. So they were pretty nasty. Hey, that's okay. At least you cleaned them up. Good for Liv for talking me into that. I've never done one personally, but Riley's always like, you gotta do one. And I'm like, yeah. no, I, I wouldn't do it again unless I had something like that, like a, a marathon or something, but. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I loved people touching my feet. No. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. And I don't know. I'm not a big like massage guy and I feel yeah. like how they like, yeah, I'm, I'd pass. Yeah. I'd pass. But yeah, dude. So it, it was awesome. Um, Honestly, like felt really good to like set that goal, you know, yeah. 12 months and out and then like do it. I mean, it just, yeah, live and live and I, you know, we did it together and like it it was tough though. It was one of those things where it's just like it wasn't one where we could just do right away and just be like, oh sweet, we did it. Like it took a lot of work and yeah, I I have so much respect for people that do that on a daily basis or do them all the time. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't. There's no way I would get to like mile 10 and I would probably tap out. I am not a runner. And I think wrestling days just fucking broke me of the running red yeah. flag in specific speaking of speaking of wrestling uh so after the marathon we went to maui for three days and uh parker jackson lives there so oh, you got to see parker yeah so we went uh went out and grabbed um dinner with him and then wow. we went and grabbed a drink somewhere and yeah it's cool he's lived in maui for like three years so we went and hung out with him and and uh showed him a couple wrestling moves I learned and you know there you go took him down taught him something taught him a thing or two yeah exactly but I haven't seen Parker in a long time 
Yeah. So it's good to see him, but dude, it was, uh, it was good. And kind of like you and I were talking about right before this, um, you know, no matter where we seem to go, like we're kind of always ready to get back home. And I think a part of it is just getting back in a routine. Um, I, you know, we don't, we like taking trips and less vacations. I, I think I would rather do 53, 50, three day vacations rather than like a few 10 day vacations because uh just quicker trips i would rather get in get out get back to work um but it's hard for me to kind of disconnect for longer than like seven days hard to be away for that long because it's like you have to pack so much in order to like accommodate yourself for the things that you want to do to where if it's like three days you're like all right i'm gonna pack these three days full of shit and i'm gonna be ready to be home you know, if it's eight days, then there's days where you feel like where you probably are doing nothing. And you're like, I could be at home right now. And you're always yeah. constantly thinking about the things that you could be doing. So I'm with you. I'm three days and I'm I'm good. Three to four days. Get me home. Yeah. Do you have any uh, big trips planned this 2024? Like where you're going to be gone from work yeah. and everything? Actually, I got two of them. So, well, um, three of them. So in February... We're going back out to Montana. Me, Will, Dylan, and Taylor. We're going to take a little okay. guy's snowmobiling trip. All right. So that'll be fun. I booked, first time ever, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I booked an elk hunt out in Utah in October. So I'm looking forward to that. That's like, what is that, six days? Five days, six days Damn. or something. So that's going to be a long one, and that's all horseback. So you hike up on your horseback, you wow. fucking like tent, like table or what is it tablecloth tents is what they call them so we stay in those and then in next february so 2025 granted that's another year doing a heli ski trip really yeah. who are you uh who are you doing the elk hunting trip with just myself really yeah just me and a guide dude that's awesome though so that, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that good for you for just um not overthinking it and just like booking it and saying like yeah we'll you know kind of Wait. Figure out it out as we go. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a lot of training ahead of this year to get myself into shape for the elk hunt and then obviously the heli ski trip. So dude, that's gonna be nuts. Who's flying the helicopter, Will? Ah, uh, I should invite him because that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be but nuts. The hardest thing about the heli ski is that there's very few people that like I'm not saying I'm a good skier because I wouldn't yeah. classify myself as a good skier. I'm an okay skier, but it's hard. Like heli skiing is completely different compared to downhill skiing so you have to find somebody with kind of like skill set yeah and so it's kind of hard basically pulling teeth and i'm like hey i'm going on here you want to come with me because that i wouldn't do that by myself i'd want to go with at least a friend because then you you kind of have a group but yeah no that, that's awesome dude and I, I love uh yeah planning those out too because you just you kind of book it and then you figure out the details as you go but just kind of pulling the trigger on it's fun gives you something to look forward to in a way yeah that's awesome we we uh just booked a we we always love looking at flights and so in we booked these like yesterday so in like three weeks we're going to whistler canada oh hell yeah That'll and be uh, but we have no idea if there's going to be any snow or anything good so we're kind of just like you know the flights are like 170 bucks round trip from phoenix and we're like all right no matter what we're going to go have a good time and so we booked that and uh yeah, we'll just kind of keep an eye on the snow and like if it's going to be good enough to ski or if we just do something else. So. Hell yeah. Well, hopefully they get snow because I mean, we're in the same boat. Um, 
I mean, Fargo has zero snow right now. We're actually in a flood warning because of how much rain we've gotten. We got over Christmas, we got over like three and a half inches of rain. And I was talking to Don with Glacier today and he was telling me that it's between 12 and 14 inches of snow to one inch of rain. So we would have had a three plus foot storm if it would have actually converted in the snow around this area. What? Yeah, dude. So I was like, damn, that would have been kind of fun because I've never had like that big of a storm hit us. But I'm wow. also kind of glad it didn't do that because that would have really screwed us for our dirt stuff that we still have going. Yeah, dude. I, so I was actually going to ask about that. So like, how does your schedule look? Because I was just back, you know, I just got back to Arizona today and I was back up in Fargo and Detroit Lakes this week and we had one day of snow and the rest is just rain. So like, yeah. is that, I mean, do you just keep going until you can't or just kind of keep going. I mean, it, it's kind of a bummer because we've got some decent frost. We've got probably two feet of frost in the ground now. So that makes things oh, slower, but it's, it's still kind of, it's honestly full bore still. I mean, guys are still getting hundred, 120 hour weeks or two weeks. I should say not weeks. That would be kind of tough. Say, you're, um, you're working these guys. I, I just did payroll today and I saw those numbers and I was like, damn, but um, I mean, realistically, we'll be busy end of, until at least the end of February with all of our dirt stuff if it doesn't snow. You know, and if it doesn't snow, that means March, April, then we're right back to it with new projects. So it's it's been kind of a weird year, but I'm glad because of the workload that we have, there's no way we would have been able to do what we did if we had weather like we did last year to where it froze up November 10th. And then we had almost 40 inches of snow on the ground by Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to think about. Cause even like today, I know it was, it was like still above freezing and, um, you just wonder like what, what is, you know, are you going to get hit pretty hard January, February probably, but like, yeah. that's normally you're like four or five months in total, um, in the winter. So, Oh, like I remember yeah. last year we were calling it dry January cause it only snowed twice. Interesting. So we'll um, see what it brings this year. February, there's usually some good snow amounts. March, hopefully not, but we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And yeah, I guess I, I always feel for the guys too that are, you know, gearing up for snow and if if they're waiting, because it's it's a mother nature thing. It's like, you know, if that's what's paying your bills and what's paying the guys, it's tough when it, it doesn't come. Um, yeah. But as, as you know, too, you got to also zoom out and not plan just for the one year, but, you know, plan for the five, 10 years, because you're going to have some of those soft years coming in. So hundred percent. And it's kind of funny that you say that as far as like, you got to kind of plan this year. I remember when we were bidding stuff in like July, all of our guys were telling us we have to stop bidding. Like we can't be bidding anymore. We possibly can't take any more on. And I'm wow. looking back at that and I'm like, I am so glad we did not stop bidding because you guys have this, there's so much work still that we have if we wouldn't have bid, we wouldn't have had it. Everybody would have been sitting at home when we still could have been working. So wow, that was awesome. a big lesson where I'm like, I will never stop bidding. I will continue to bid and kind of push the envelope. If I take too much on, that's on me. But at the yes. same time, I'm glad that we still have the work. And I know everybody that works for us right now is glad for it too. Dude, that's crazy when you put it like that. Cause you, yeah, you could be like, no, we're going to button it up by mid November. And, and you guys are yeah. just be sitting there sitting on your hands. And I guess in that scenario, do how does that work? Would you have to lay them off or do they just scale back their hours or how does that work? Like from a business standpoint? So it's all on work, right? If we don't have work, I'm not going to pay you to sit around. You're good. I mean, you're going to get laid off. 
Yeah. And obviously as the company, we risk losing people with that. For sure. Right? But I'm not just going to pay people to do nothing. So yeah, you will take a layoff. Normally in the winters, we have snow to supplement. You know, guys are pretty regularly with their 30 and 40 hours. You know, you're working long hours in the summers to our summer or winter's a little bit slower, not yeah. totally. Um, but if we didn't have any work, absolutely. Like, hey, sorry, this is what I got for you. And that's about it. Yeah. Does everyone get paid hourly? Most there we've got, we've got a couple, I shouldn't say a couple, we have more than a couple on salary, but they're, you know, kind of the management style guys that, you know, they want salary to where it's bidding. It's, you know, all that stuff, the management side of it, those guys are salary, but then like your equipment operators, your soups, your laborers, all those guys are hourly. Yeah. I gotcha. And then, uh, how has, um, how has EOS been going? Like the implementation of that? Dude, so that's actually funny you bring that up too. We just canceled that. We aren't doing it. Really? No. So we had we had what was supposed to be our first meeting like December 4th, I think. Yeah. And we were planning on it to be frozen. We were planning on it to be like slow because yep. we made this back in September, October, I think is when we like had the initial phone call and it got to it and we're like, no, but everybody's out in the field. Like we can't right. afford to pull anybody in. So we're going to have to, you know, not do it at this time. So we re- we actually rescheduled it to January 4th. And so I just sent the email off today that we're actually canceling that meeting and we are doing a mentorship. This is new. I just accepted this last night. There's a mentorship program through BuildWit and Randy Blunt is going okay. to be a mentor. So really a little bit more gear focused as far as like industry. And yeah. so I'm looking a lot, I'm looking forward to that to where Patrick would have been. I mean, there would have been good information that we could have got from him, but after, you know, conversations that we've had with guys on crews and, you know, our leadership team, we know where our weaknesses are. We just have to figure out how to implement better. And I think Randy, I've had a couple phone calls with him and we've talked about it and he's like, Luke, here's what I offer. Here's what it entails. Here's what you have me for. This is what I would, you know, help with essentially. And I was like, send me the document. I will accept yep. it right now, you know? So, and it was, it was actually cheaper than what Patrick would have been. All right, you dirtbags. We're going to take a quick break to thank one of our sponsors, Lambert Insurance Services. If you know Luke and I, you know, we started this podcast to provide value to the construction industry. When we went to seek out an insurance company to work with, there's not a whole lot that are specific to the industry. And we really didn't want to work with a generalist agency. So we kind of put that on the back burner. Then we got to meet Sam Lambert. Sam is a fellow dirtbag himself. He's been in the industry for a long time, but he also started his insurance company in 2008, specifically for construction companies. So when we had that conversation, we knew that this would be the perfect match. Uh, So we started working with him and he's been incredible. He leads first. He wants to be a resource first and an insurance agency second. They can help with provide general liability, workers comp, commercial truck insurance, insurance for equipment, and so many more different avenues that he can provide coverage for. The great part about it is, you know, they're licensed in most states and they always quote through multiple companies. So that's how you know you can get a competitive rate. And even better, uh, Sam, he's the owner. He wanted to provide his cell number just so if you have any questions specifically from the dirt bags, you can always text him, give him a call. 
ask to compare plans or just ask, you know, what his rates would be. And then he can help direct you to the right place or answer your question from there. His number is 385-204-5799. Or you can reach them at their website, which is lambert-ins.com. So reach out to him if you have any insurance questions. We're very excited about this partnership. Uh, Sam is an awesome guy and uh, we're just excited to continue providing value for all you dirtbags. So thank you, Lambert Insurance. Give him a text, shoot him a call, let him know that you're fans of the Dirtbags podcast. All right, you dirtbags. Are you tired of tedious manual data collection and costly field studies in your quarry or sand and gravel operations? Let's talk about Vantage Point, the first quarry operation software crafted to meet the high demands of modern data-driven quarrying. Seamlessly connect all of your equipment data and access the crucial information you need instantly. Be the hero of your operation by boosting efficiency exceeding your productivity goals and bottom line revenue with Vantage Point. Discover why four of the top six aggregate material producers in the U.S. are using Vantage Point. Visit vantagepointquarry.com slash dirt to learn more. Really? That's yeah. cool because um, it's obviously a lot more specified as well because mm. Randy's been there, done that, and that's what they do. So is that something that's public that BuildWit's doing, or is that like a private? It's like... through Build. It's through BuildWit, so they only do it with six contractors yearly. I see. Cool. So, which is cool. Um, you know, they can they can work with anybody in your region, whatever you know. But I think I think they come forward. Like, if say somebody from Bismarck wanted to do the same thing, I think they would talk to us and be like, "Hey, so and so wants to work with us. Is there a conflict here? You know, what do you guys think?" And obviously you know, whatever, everybody's got their own issues. So I don't think there's yeah. a conflict, but it's cool that they only do six contractors a year. And then I believe after the year is up, you get first dibs to re up on it as well. I see. Interesting. So, yeah. I, I love that model. Um, we've actually talked about that with the dirt bags and like sponsors of, you know, the people that they, that are in, they have the first chance to re up because then it's not like you're throwing them to the side, but you're like, if you want to keep doing it, we'll keep you in. If not, we're, we're, we need to replace you with somebody. And so yeah. I'm excited to hear more about that and like how it goes um, this year. So it, is it starting like right in January? Uh, yeah. So it starts Q1 basically, because our payment is due here on the first at the beginning of the quarter to them. Um, and so then, yeah, then it just goes basically until 2025, January one. And then we have the opportunity to re up with them. Hell yeah. And then yeah. is it, uh, so there's similarities where like they're, he's working to help your systems, I'm guessing. And then kind of where your pain points are. Yeah. I mean, he's a mentor, right? You come to him with your problems. I he, gotcha. Like say we're on a very high end project Yeah. and there's things that we don't know. Randy will come in on the meeting with us on this project and be able to converse with us and converse with like the general contractors and kind of like, help us as far as the situation goes or you know if there's a really big bid he'll walk through our bid with mm -hmm. our estimating team and say okay here's here's where i see some red flags here's i don't like this um system implementation he goes that's a really big one um so anxious for that one and just i mean basically a resource he's like luke i am a tool for you you know you yeah. get me i give you an allotted this much time per month you know and if we go over whatever you know i'm i'm here for you but this is kind of the structure i want to follow and then that's a month to month thing. So we bring honestly our problems to him. And yeah. then we, we have like team meetings. It's like we can do one every week, basically. 
yeah. and then go from there. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I am excited that it's like a paid thing too, because I've had yeah. some conversations with them. To where, I mean, they're great conversations, but you know, if you're paying for like advice, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot more to it. So there's sure. a lot more value that comes along with it. So I'm looking forward to that piece. Yeah. I love how you brought that up that, you know, you're excited to pay. And I feel the same way with, with many different um, mentorships or coaches or whoever, um, you know, even like in our mastermind, I pay monthly for that, but it keeps me more involved. It keeps other people more involved with, with our business. And so the fact that, you know, you are paying them, it, it turns it into a different relationship. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, we're, we're here to get to business now. And so, um, I think, you know, one thing on you that you need to make sure is that you're utilizing that time. And, you know, you're, if you have the option to schedule weekly meetings with him, you know, you get those on the schedule and not let that go six weeks without talking to him. And then all of a sudden right. it's like, Oh, we should bring something up. And, uh, it'll only help keep you more organized and you and Cole and, and, uh, utilize like the resources that you have, which is, you know, that's going to be awesome. hundred percent. Yeah. And it'll just be good, you know, for the team, right. To like our leadership team, to be involved with those meetings, to yep. kind of get to know Randy and his side of things a little bit more and kind of understand like what he did. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. So. Sweet. And then, uh, I also saw the, uh, the sign you got in the back there. Dirtbag. The old so, dirtbag sign. Fun fact. I don't know. James from Canadian septic messaged me today, but did you know that ski patrol refers themselves as dirtbags as well? So I didn't know that till you texted me. Uh, I, didn't I, even, I even, I even looked it up and I couldn't find anything on it. So yeah. Do maybe... they have shirts with like ski patrol and like, and they call it like the original dirt bags. And I'm like, fuck you guys. Yeah. yeah hopefully we're not. Uh, yeah. I wonder if it's trademark. Hopefully we're not infringing on anything. Yeah. We'll get, yeah, we'll, no, it was, we'll get it a was, season desist here coming up. Yeah. No kidding. It was actually really funny. My mom, Liz was the one that found the signs. No way. They, they were in shopping and she's like, Luke, I got to show you the sign. I was like, mom, I'm not buying a sign. Like, what <laughs> do you, what are you going to show me this for? And she's like, no, no, no. Come on. You got to see, you got to see. Trust me walked over to it and you know there's the signs that say like smoke our bowls yeah cold smoke you know stuff like that like to skiing and then i saw the dirtbag one and i was like i need one of those and so i looked and i was like there's only one i need to get luke one too and so we went to the guy and he's like oh, those sell out pretty fast we'll see if i have one and he had one more so i was like i'll take it no way and it's yeah. black and silver which is like our brand colors i mean it couldn't I be more perfect it couldn't have been more it couldn't have been better so I did not make these. I just stumbled upon them. So thanks, yeah. Liz. Dude, that's awesome. And I'm a little bummed too. We we're going to have our Dirt Bags Christmas party, which, you know, where we go through our numbers and our strategy and everything for the new year. And we also play a little blackjack, but, you know, we're, gonna, we're just going to have to figure that out. Uh, jump on we're a Zoom call or something. We're going to have to in Michigan. Yeah, we'll already be two months into the year. So, mm -hmm. but I know, but we can still have our year end blackjack party. Yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, but I'm excited for this year though. Um, on the dirtbag side, especially, I I know, you know, this 2023 was like a year of building and like trying things out, and also like, um, building out some of the framework to continue to scale, and it's been awesome. Like everyone that listens has been like huge supporters of of what we do. Like, I feel like we rarely have 
uh, I guess like dramatic people, you know what I'm saying? Like when people are just commenting everything, they get offended by everything and they're yep. mad about what we said. Like, I don't think I've ever had somebody message me about being mad about something I said. No, I haven't had any, like, I've had a couple things that have come up that like we've talked about that people disagree with. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. You can disagree. And that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody has their own opinion, whatever, but it's not like a, not like a fight or not like, there's no maliciousness to the context of it. It's just like, Hey, here's my thoughts. What do you think? Those are your thoughts, man. Great. You know? Yeah. I love the dialogue too, because it, you know, if you've listened to the show ever and you hear our Q and a section, it's like, a lot of times we don't even have the answer and we're just no. like saying what's off the top of our head. So um, I think that also brings people's guards down too. It's because we, we make a lot of mistakes and we know it, but it's uh yeah, just kind of say what, what comes off the head there and uh yeah. and let it flow. But I don't think there's any right or wrong answers with those either. You know, you yeah. you you speak based on your experience and everybody has different experiences. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was talking to um one of my friends called me actually the other day and uh he was looking to start a podcast and um so he called me and we we're talking about it and and you know he was asking for like a lot of advice and stuff, and I'm just like, dude, I honestly like you just got to kind of be yourself like don't filter yourself don't filter any of your guests like and you don't always have to be the one that's the expert like especially when you're starting it helps so much just to bring on guests and ask them questions like don't make it all about you and don't think that you need to have all these answers and all this expertise and and all that and then also i think what especially with podcasts like you can pigeonhole yourself too much where it's like you only talk about one topic uh, I think it's good for you to learn as a host, as you're talking to guests and your co-hosts or whoever to continue exploring other topics and like, uh, relevant, um, issues in your industry. And it should always be like changing and morphing instead of just like, like, can you imagine if we only talked about like marketing on this podcast or we only talked about, uh, like our story, I guess it would There's be so boring. So we, we'd have... Yeah, we'd have three episodes and we'd be like, all right, I think we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, this is the dirtbags are now done. But no, and it's the issues, I think, is what makes it fun, because in this industry, it's such a small industry that a lot of people have the same issues as everybody else. So it's fun to hear like other people's examples, other people that, you know, have common issues, issues and how they overcame. And I think that's what, you know, people really like to hear as well. Yeah. And speaking of that, we were going to do an in-person episode, which we didn't get to do of our, I think it was going to be our top 10, uh, challenges maybe, or mistakes or, uh, it was top 10, like top 10 worst things that happened to you this year, this year. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we still need to, yeah. Bummed. We didn't get to do that, you know, when I was home, but I think we should still do it anyway, because I I feel like we could, that could be an hour and a half episode. That would be a long one because I'm sure there's exponent. I I already know like eight of them off the top of my head of what I would say and full vulnerability there. I'm yeah. going to let it loose. So we'll have to schedule that one, Luke. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, Maybe we can schedule it right after the 75 hard is done. And so we can really dive into some good stuff. I am in. Cool. Um, Sweet. Well, yeah, I know kind of as we're looking ahead here too, Um, one thing that, Liv and I are doing differently for this year that I just wanted to talk about a little bit, um, in our goal setting. Um, I've had quite a few people reach out actually of like, you know, 
how we set goals or, or why. And what's really helped me is just like having categories. And so we changed them up a little bit this year, but, um, we have a physical goal, a financial goal, a career. So business goal, an educational goal, which I'm super pumped about this year. And then a bucket list item. So of those five, um, we just added the educational one. And so that can be anything. Um, I know like for me, it could be, um, you know, you name it, I could get certified for anything. It could be, uh, even one thing I was thinking about too, is, you know, um, getting like, like my CDL or getting something like learning how to surf something that I wouldn't normally do, yeah. but just putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation where it's like, I'm just going to learn how to do this because I think it'd be awesome. Or I think it would really help advance my career. So Absolutely. I think that one will be interesting. Um, but I think adding the, cause we've always been, you know, career oriented or business, but the bucket list item one is kind of cool. Cause it gets you thinking like, okay, you know, like what if, you know, if this is my last year, what would I want to do? If it's just like one thing, let's just pick it off and do it. And so it's kind of fun to like, do that. And within 12 months, like most of the things you can save up for in that time, or you can cut back on spending or you can, you know, adjust here and there. So I think it's just a good exercise to, um, if there's something you want to do to set that aside, set some time aside and then, uh, you know, save up to go do it. hundred percent, hundred percent. I, I like that educational goal. That's, that's a fun one. Cause you can people in the industry, right. I, when people think of education, they think of school. Yep. never stop learning. Right. And I feel like that kind of gets pushed to the wayside as far as like continual learning. And it just kind of almost trying to, trying to survive type thing. Yeah. And another um, educational one I had, which it's not going to be my, the goal that I set, but it's going to be one that I focus on is uh, learning how to weld. Like I've never, oh, yeah. I've never done it before. And I've got so many great people that would, that would teach me today to do it. And I'm like, why not go take somebody up on that and just like 100%. learn how to do it. And so things like that, um, yeah, pulls you out of your comfort zone a little bit, but you also learn more about somebody else's uh, industry or a certain topic. So, um, you know, as you're setting your goals for the year, obviously this is like the best time of year to do it at the end of the year. And then, uh, um, if you ever need somebody to like help you with your goals or also just like keep you accountable, you know, just shoot us a message, let us know. <clears throat> I love, you know, hearing what other people are doing too. Cause it gives me ideas and, uh, just continues to push us to, you know, do something cool next year, but also, you know, continue to better ourselves. hundred percent, hundred percent. I like it. I like it. Well, Luke 2024, we are a couple days away. going to be Let's a great year. Let's get Hell it. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I think that's a wrap. We got uh next episode. It should be a rant coming out. And then also Dirtbags university should be, Ooh. uh, we're going to, confirm you can put it in your calendar january 30th, 30th. it's a tuesday um we're gonna do same time 7 30 p.m central time um we've got a big speaker coming in we're super excited i can't announce it yet but there's also going to be some free stuff uh, he's published a book so we're going to be sending that to anyone that registers um, and just continue to load up with value um, in those webinars obviously we're going to be drinking yeah, I, I think we do. So um it's all about cash flow. Cash, cash flow. So cash it's flow, cash management. 
And our speaker just so happens to be like very well versed on the topic. He doesn't just do cash flow or he's not just a banker, but he owns a business that helps construction companies with their cash flow. So I know we're super excited for his, he, he's already got his presentation built out for this Dirtbags University, but even more so for that Q and A that happens afterwards, uh, where we just get a pepper him with questions and have him walk through like your guys' scenarios just to see like, um, you know, what type of uh, advice he can give. Yep. And what better timing because with the market kind of tightening on, you yep. know, it, it is that shouldn't say in a way the marketing is tight or the market is tightening. Um, it'll be really good to kind of like dive in. And again, he's posted on LinkedIn, a couple like real, real world experiences and like true cost of things. So I'm really anxious to kind of dive into that with him. Yeah. He's a stud and he's yeah. super smart. So um, really excited to get him on, but uh, you can go on our website, dirtbagspodcast.com. And then I believe there's a university tab. You should be able to register in there by, by the time this episode drops. Uh, if not, shoot us a message and uh, I'll get that fixed, but should be up and running. And then, um, yeah, we'll plan on seeing you guys on the 30th. Hell yeah. Love it. January Sweet. 30th. Bring your booze or don't. Yep. Or bring your booze, notepad. bring your booze, bring your notepad. And uh, it's going to be a good time. Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, I think that's a podcast. All right, dude. We'll uh, talk to you soon.